0: Talk to Recorded live. Hello. Welcome to Strange Talk with Doc. I hope that you had a very good weekend. Uh, excuse me. I hope everything's fine with you. Everything's great with me. Uh, Strange Talk with Doc is uh, brought to you Every Monday and Friday, 11 a.m., I can be reached at 724 444 7444. Caller ID is 145048. I'm also on Vimo, SoundCloud, Speaker, iTunes, and YouTube. Just look, put in Strange Talk with Doc, and you can reach me. Okay, also Facebook, Strange Talk with Doc you have any questions, uh, anything you'd like me to discuss, anything uh, that you'd like to correct me on, doesn't make a difference, I'd love to hear from you, I really would. So we had NBA All-Star Weekend 2018, let's start with the first things first, Fergie's singing of the national anthem, I thought it was a bizarre rendition of the song, I thought she looked pretty good. Her voice actually sounded pretty nice, but the style of the song was bizarre. Uh, You know, I'm not gonna make light or fun of anything like this, but if I I, I would not be surprised by the end of the week, we heard that Fergie was now in some form of rehab. Uh, You know, something to clean up the image because a lot of people seeing her really fucked this song up. Something terrible. I mean, it was horrible. Was it Aretha Franklin uh, babbling on horrible? I don't know. But it's in that, it's in that range. I mean, it sounded like she was trying to uh, sing a bedroom. Uh, she was doing her version of Marilyn Monroe singing Happy Birthday to JFK. And it just does not fly with the national anthem. Uh, So she really blew it. I don't even know if she'll ever get an opportunity to do this again. She shouldn't even get the opportunity, really, to do this again at a state fair, to tell you the truth. I thought NBA All-Star Weekend was pretty good. I enjoyed the three-point shooting contest. I like this Booker kid. I just think he has all the uh, prerequisites to become a big star in the NBA. Uh, He's very athletic. He's a good dunker. Obviously, he's a good shooter. He just needs to get out of Phoenix. Uh, He doesn't need – I hope that he doesn't re-sign, like, one of those max deals with Phoenix and have his career buried and nobody really knows who he is until he's entering, like, the 10th year of his career. The three – the slam dunk contest was pretty good. I thought that Larry Nance Jr. got screwed on the double tap That was an awesome dunk. That was a truly awesome dunk. And I do have one issue with the dunk contest. NBA, always stick to honoring your legends during All-Star Weekend. Don't go Hollywood just because you were in Hollywood. Mark Wahlberg, Chris Rock. uh, Who was the third one? It was Mark Wahlberg, Chris Rock, and it'll come to me. None of them belong there. They have no business judging a slam dunk contest. This is the time that you bring out, okay, you got Dr. J. You bring out always your Dominique. Any high flyer. Matter of fact, bring out a Dal Griffin. Guys who understand the concept of what it takes to float through that air, twist their bodies, turn it. Oh, DJ Khaled was the other one. A guy who's never fucking even, the only thing he's probably ever jumped for Is at a dinner table. Uh, So they don't fully understand what it takes to do a 360. I don't physically. I mean, I I respect it, but I don't think – I think you need a certain kind of expertise to judge that contest. And my only problem that I would say with the All-Star weekend, especially Saturday night All-Star, everything seemed pre-rushed. It seemed very rushed. There were times where you would see the guy get the ball for the dunk contest. Next thing you know, he's dunking the ball. You don't you don't even see like him taking off. It, it, you know Ola Depot, I thought he could have done a lot better. He brings up the Black uh, Panther thing, and it really went nowhere. You can't miss the dunk when you're trying to rep the Black Panther thing, and you put it on the mask, and you have the starter of movie there. You gotta make it better. Uh I, I I like all these young guys that was in it. I thought it was I thought the NBA All Star Weekend was not bad compared to other All-Star weekends. Even the All-Star Game was a better game than it has been for the last couple of years. So hats off to the NBA for throwing a good All-Star Weekend. Just a little bit less celebrities. And next year, I pray. No Kevin Hart. Too much Kevin Hart. do competition, I see Kevin Hart. He does the introductions. Kevin Hart's not an NBA Can't you bring out an NBA player? Somebody even... Okay, it's L.A., so you don't want to bring a Laker because they get too much love, but big game James doesn't get a lot of love. It's a perfect opportunity to have somebody like him front and center. But that's just my opinion. UFC... Had fight night versus the NBA All-Star game last night on Sunday. Donald Cerrone fought Yancey Madaris. That was a great one-round fight. These two guys went at it. There was a lot of uh, devastating punches. Uh, But to me, one of the highlights of the fight happened after the fight. Madaris lost via knockout to Cerrone. They hugged it up because, obviously, they had no bad blood, which I thought was good sportsmanship. But then Cerrone guided him to his grandmother, who gave Madaris a beautiful hug. She looked like she rubbed his head. She kissed him. She said some kind words to him. And you could see that he was touched emotional. And I don't really think I've seen that a lot in sports. So I thought that was a really cool thing. Derek Lewis, the Black Beast, hate... The fucking nickname, The Black Beast. Uh, for Mercan Tiber, uh, this was a three-round fight. It was a brutal fight. Big guys are always brutal towards each other. But Derek Lewis caught him with a beautiful two-to-three piece. He gave him the full chicken dinner. And he he finished him off in the third round, and he looked like he was totally gassed, but when you're that big and that strong and that accurate, somebody's going to sleep, and Merced went to sleep. This was uh, This was not what I would call a very bad UFC card. Not a lot of headliners, but sometimes... These these cards that they have minus the headliners are just as good as the ones they have with all the big stars. I mean, you had a bit of everything. You had early TKOs, mid-round submissions, distance fights, blood, a fight with women that was not only entertaining, it went the distance, and it was blood. So you had everything that you could look for in a fight. Uh, uh Tiago Alvarez got knocked out with a vicious knee by this Milander kid. So this card, every once in a while, the UFC lately gets it right. And it's usually the ones that I don't have a lot of hope for. Maybe I fought, my, I fought myself by being too, you know, I get myself too antsy about the big names, and then they don't come through, and then these mid-card guys, they fight like hell because it means so much to them. So it was a very good card. So this weekend, Tiger Woods is playing in this uh, Genesis tournament. Tiger Woods, a couple of days before the tournament, comes out with this statement that I really wish he wouldn't have said. He said, it's winning time. And then he goes out at the Riviera and he doesn't even make the fucking cut. So now Tiger Woods is packing his red tops for Sundays, and he's not even making it to Saturdays. Tiger, kick ass, win. Then you could call it winning time. I I, I was actually looking forward to Sunday afternoon seeing Tiger Woods, who he claimed he's perfectly healthy, actually competing. Even if he's not competing to win, just to see him compete. I've watched this man over the years be one of the most phenomenal golfers, and now I, he can't even make the cut. It's ridiculous. V. J. Singh, who's an older man than him, is still making the cuts. He's playing on Saturday. He's playing on Sunday. Okay, he's not competing for the championship. That's for the younger guys, the Bubba Watsons, uh, the Rory. Matter of fact, even Rory is not even really competing for the championship anymore. But, you know, as summer heats up, I'm hoping that Tiger game evolves back to something close to what Tiger Woods used to be. But I don't really have a lot of hope for him being old Tiger ever again. I think that's something that we could put to rest. But his mouth can't cash uh write checks that his ass can't cash. Sometimes we do have to hush. Sometimes we have to shush ourselves. And I hope that Tiger learned a valuable lesson. You know, don't pull the ho- uh, the cart before the horse. Okay, now, this Laura Ingrams from Fox, she tells LeBron James and and Kevin Durant that they need to shut up and dribble because they criticize Donald Trump. Now, I have a take on this. She says it's not racism, uh, but... Because they spoke up about something political, they could be now criticized for their comments. But she does not criticize one comment they make, but instead she dismisses them by telling them to shut up. You tell little children if necessary to shut up. You do not tell grown-ass men to sit basically, sit down, shut up, and do what you do. You know what this is our world. we live in this world. this is America. We have the right to voice our opinions on anything that we intelligent in our, in uh you can be you could be as dumb as you want, but you have the right now. If she felt that there was something that she could pick apart because she's the pundit, this is what she does for a living, then why didn't she spend that time picking apart what they said instead of attacking them as human beings and then have the nerve to say that it wasn't racist? When Fox News has had repeated people who are not political pundits come on that airwaves, say what they want, Without being picked apart and never being told to go back to your profession, this is not what you do. So, you know, Laura, you're a real asshole. Laura Ingram's a real asshole for that comment. So we have this thing that's going on right now. It's called the 2018 Winter Olympics. And the 2018 Winter Olympics, I will just refer to as TV hiatus season. Basically, no show that's worth anything is being aired because of this damn Olympics. Even though I don't think the Olympics, I don't know what their ratings are, and I don't care what their ratings are. I watched, I say, five minutes of the Olympics so far. It was the world's worst thing. Believe me or not, I watched curling. Uh, Curling is so amazing to me. These people with this ball, I guess they call it a bowl, And they slide it down the ice while these other two lunatics do this uh, swiffer in front of it. I can't even understand how you score it. I watched a couple of minutes. I think I was in between something, got caught there. But the Winter Olympics just shuts down network television for the most part. The only two shows that I say are still going up against the Winter Olympics is Waco, which is an outstanding show. Waco will piss you off because it will almost make you like David Caress and hate the FBI and the ATF. Uh, so that's weird. And it's uh, Johnny Fasace the assassination of Johnny Fasace, which I also considered outstanding television. This guy that's playing uh, Andrew Cunanan is doing a hell of a job. These are American... Uh, American Crime stories, the O.J last year, this uh, Giovanni uh, Versace this year, both outstanding. Now this is good, good television. And it also gave me a chance to catch up on a show that I ignored for two years. "This is Us," and I will say this, "This is Us is some of the most outstanding television that I've ever watched in my life. I love the stories. I love the family. I love the fact of the father being this unreachable iconic father image it's almost he's almost a fantasy. he's so put together perfectly, okay, I understand he has a drinking problem. We all gonna have something, but the knowledge and the love and the care that he shows towards the other pearsons is is out of this world. So I am totally invested in this is us, and I will be there to the bitter end. Whenever that is, I will be there. Now, we have to talk a little bit about this Nicholas Cruz. Nicholas Cruz, how the FBI did not forward the information to the Miami office is beyond me. 2016, he does a Snapchat video. Well, he's supposedly cutting himself. I've never seen the video. I don't think I want to see the video. Stuff like this is supposed to exclude you from ever getting a license to buy a firearm in America. Then he had the Instagram post. He had the Facebook video. I mean, the YouTube video. How? How? this was all ignored is beyond me some people went to sleep at the wheel here this kid should have been on somebody's radar screen i mean now they're acting like they're fully awoke and aware of everything because long island four schools in long island have had some kind of threat we have a school in uh, auburndale florida where two students were charged with replacing the American flag with an ISIS flag and writing graffiti stating that they're going to do a terrorist attack against other students. Now, I feel horrible that kids, young kids, young teenagers have to go out there and do rallies because they don't feel safe in schools here in America. We have got to, the federal government has got to come up with, I don't give a damn, where they get the money from, state level, uh, federal level. Every school, and it's sad, but it's reality. Every school at least needs an armed guard in that school. A policeman or some kind of armed guard plus metal detectives. Um. Uh, Anti-gun laws is not going to fix this. It's not. Um, sitting down and trying to get kids to empathize and sympathize and talk is not going to fix this. The only thing that might stop a shooter is a shooter. And and I hate to be that harsh, but this is just reality. They need to have these schools with some form of um, security. Uh, you know what? I went to high school in the eighties, early eighties, and we had a cop near the school. I don't know if it's because it was bad style or not, but why aren't all schools where's the money so that these schools would have an armed guard? Hey, who's this?
1: What's up, uh, Doc?
0: Hey, what's going on, man? I'm
1: good. Okay, fantastic.
0: I'm just sitting there talking about this Nicholas Cruz and what I I my thought is that schools need to have armed security. Every school uh,
1: needs to have armed security. Well well I don't agree with the teachers being armed. I mean because you know how like in New York you got you got school safety. Like these like I'm upstate in New York. And um, you, there's. <clears throat> they don't have no security in the school. A police officer might come by, you know, every now and then. But there's no security at all. No armed security. No uniform security. Nothing. No,
0: I'm. T- that school is open now. Let's see. School is open from eight to three thirty. I'm just gonna give that. That becomes a police officer's um. His beat. Each cop gets a beat. There's no leaving the kids alone in the school. We passed that day, that day and time. I mean, forget the teacher. We don't need to train the teacher. Uh, As far as I know, this school security or whatever the hell they call those guys, they are unarmed. A policeman is already trained. This is his job. Instead of him being in a project, for eight hours, he's in a damn high school for eight hours. So, at least he's a first line of defense against a shooter. I mean, Bones, this troubles me. Kids are not cared for properly in this country. They're just not. No. Kids are... We. The next generation are almost thought of as throwaways. Nobody gives a damn if they're hungry. Nobody cares if they have health care. They don't care if they are safe. As long as the political agenda is taken care of, that's all that matters. And right. Something has got to happen. I mean, I don't. Uh, like I said, who's going to take the time, the energy, and effort to train a teacher? Who says a teacher? who who seem to be some of the most liberal people there are, wants to all of a sudden carry a pistol.
1: Yeah, exactly. But but that
0: that cop, he carries a pistol It's a part of his uniform. Right. So what? You get more money from the federal government or the state, and you say, you know what, this is now, this is a beat. This is A-B. I mean, I don't even... You know, it seems like that's something so... 1970s, 1980s, the B-Cop. Yeah. But you, if you want to, you want to start somewhere, you got to start at the ground roots, the grassroots area, and the grassroots has got to be somebody hands-on. The
1: only way to deal
0: with this is hands-on. Yeah,
1: because you know and in I, New York City... In the school, I don't, you know, it's funny. When we was going to high school in New York, I kind of don't, re, I don't remember, you know, school safety. I just remember, you know, some old ladies that might've been at the uh, the exits every now and then, but pretty much I don't remember no no security in school. But today in New York city, you know, they have school safety agents everywhere. They have metal detectors in most of the high schools. And they don't even have those kind of problems, you know, like these rural areas, you know, in the south or other places or in the Midwest are having, you know, with gun violence. Now, I remember going to high school, and it was always a cop.
0: He might not have been uh, uh, inside all day, but Boys High had this cop who always seemed to be around. You know, just just one police officer always seemed to be around. I mean, if a church could have a cop, why can't a school have a cop? Because here's the thing. As we sit here and talk this very minute, there is 10 to 20 to 50 kids plotting, doing this shit. And on top of it, they're taking – there's such – one thing that's in common with all these shooters – Every single one of these shooters, and I'm talking Vegas, I'm talking about the the, the guys who shot the the cops in Dallas. One thing about every one of these shooters they have in common, and it's got nothing to do with skin color or anything, is that they're cowards. They don't want the conflict of someone firing back at them. True. They, They take advantage of the situation that they're the only armed person. If you notice, they're the only armed person.
1: Right, and usually, yeah,
0: absolutely. And usually if another gun shows up, even like the Columbine kids, they put a bullet in their own mouth. As yeah. soon as another gun showed up on the scene, they wanted conflict in. Because if you wanted to kill, if you really wanted to kill, you know, the military always hires. It always hires. And... If you really want to kill, you don't even go regular military. You go special forces, and right. I guarantee you get your hands dirty. These kids just want to. They want to pick people off like like lamb, like sheep. Yeah, yeah they don't yeah. want to fuck with lions. No, and you know no, what a, no. Right. A police officer might be a lion. I'm not saying, oh, I mean, I, I, trust me, I'm giving cops more credit than they deserve. I think a lot of cops are cowards, and they've proven that over the last couple of years by firing on armed on, on people over and over again. But yeah. in, this, in this story, it's neither here nor there. Because at least if you see a guy, and he's got that Glock 9 on his hip, and he's got that clip plus another clip, and you know he's trained or she's trained to be able to use it, now that kid goes, oh, man, this school doesn't look as attractive as it once did.
1: Yeah, that's almost sounding like a, um, you know, when I, my belief is that when someone gets victimized, you don't get victimized just because you get victimized because the perp has cased the joints. The, the, the perp has looked at you and see that you are weak, and I'm going to pounce. Exactly. Most
0: perpetrators are very cowardice. They are looking for the least amount of resistance humanly possible. People that look for conflict usually go into protection. It sounds crazy, but those are the yeah. ones who go into the protection industry. See, A person that doesn't mind conflict will become a cop. A person that doesn't mind conflict will become a CO. A person who doesn't mind conflict will become a special forces person because they know that there's going to be force against their, you know, they're going to have to nip and tug and use skill and wit to win. It's easy to win if I got an AR-15 and you got a school book. You got no wins. You got right. no wins whatsoever. I'm going to win every time. Not not 9 out of 10, but 10 out of 10. You can't... You can't even... Shit. And these kids come in with so much ammo that they can be patient. You know? And and I don't even know, man. It's, it, it, it confuses me because... This kid, this Nicholas Cruz, he left clues every single place he possibly could. It was almost like he was screaming, somebody stop me, and nobody listened, including the FBI.
1: Yeah, and uh, his parents, was his the last adoptive parents was on uh, Good Morning America. And um, when he came into the house, he let them know that he had weapons. And they said, fine, just get a safe, you know?
0: <laughs> you but do you know, I tell I, a 16-year-old, fine,
1: get a safe. Yeah. yeah. When they said that, the, when I said that, Doc, I was like, I'm not having a stranger. This is a stranger coming in my home with their guns and say, oh, just get a safe. Oh, no, not happening. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what? No, it's not happening either. Uh, you know
0: what? I, I I got this thing. I, I like firearms. I, I have no problem with firearms. So I'm like kind of anti-screaming, oh, let's get rid of guns. No, there are certain things we don't need. I don't need a rocket launcher. I understand that. What am no. I going to do with a rocket launcher? You know, if I had all the tea in China, I don't need a tank. But I also believe that everybody should have the right If you are not a felon, to be able to defend yourself and not wait for that 911 operator and the response to get to you, it might be life and death that very moment. You don't have five minutes to spare. So people that scream just ban, 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 that's not going to work because I'm telling you, whoever's the next shooter is already armed. They already are. Right. They, they they got their bullets. See, but there are flags. There are flags that have. I mean, there has to be certain kind of rules, bones, that are adhered to all the time. If me or you say we're to go out tomorrow and order five thousand rounds of ammo, a flag mm-hmm. should come up somewhere. Right. Somebody should be alerted somewhere, and even if that means somebody has to knock on our door. And we need to have a good explanation for it, then that's what I mean think about this: we waste so much money in this country on bullshit all the time i remember i was I was having this conversation with june uh Friday in the last show. He was talking about federal spending, and I told him I remember there was a time when the United States military was busted for spending three hundred dollars on ashtrays that cost like a dollar seventy six, So we overspend on shit all the time. You could, you, I mean, damn, there's always people that's, well, I mean, you know, take retired, take retired police and give them part-time jobs and let them fucking do it. Let them go interview. Let them go knock on the doors. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. You got a great point there, retired police officer. So there's retired military personnel that were that were military police. Yeah, exactly. So. so the people are there. The trained people are already there. But we
0: can't. You can't have. I mean, like I said, I I, I brought a rifle. I guess I got an AR. But I remember right. when the the uh, the mags they kept lowering the mags first it was like you could have a 50 round mag then it was okay you could have a 30 round mag and now I think the maximum is like 25 round mags. so if a person is going online and they going like to say the black web or some shit and they ordering like banana clips they gotta be flagged what do like, you need yeah. a banana clip for right you know when I go to a gun show Shit! The most you can get in a box is a hundred bullets. Right. That gun. That that gun show person. If I now go to a gun show and I buy fifteen boxes of one hundred bullets, they need to write that down somewhere and send it in somewhere. What does yeah. he need? What does he need fifteen hundred bullets for? And autoloaders.
1: Right. Yeah, yeah. And that's the sad part about this This administration here in particular You know, you can't say They did it with the Vegas thing Oh, it's too early to talk about gun control And now you don't even mention it You don't even mention the word gun You just blame it on the FBI and everybody else But a conversation is going to have to be needed And, uh, you know, like as far as like people with mental mental health Having access to guns and Hey, if some people may need a psychiatric evaluation every so many years, you know who demonstrate. I mean, if you had a psych issue or whatever, but you're gonna, you can't keep brushing it up under the rug and not have no effective policy towards uh, gun control.
0: Yeah. Okay. Here's 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 the. Uh, you might know this one, and you it, it might have been so long you don't you don't even know it because it don't fly with you. But this is what they give to the general public. When you fill out that application to get your permit to become an owner. Have you ever been in, like, rehab? Have you ever had uh, a felony? Have you ever had uh, mental health issues? Uh, Have you ever been arrested for domestic violence? See, these are things that they ask you. Now, I guess you can lie to all of them. Uh Uh-huh. But but if there's a paper trail that goes against them, it's all you have to do is be rejected. That's all it takes is to be rejected. Now, there's always going to be illegal ways. But you notice another thing about these shooters? I think 9 out of 10 of them, have all had legal ownership. That's insane. They've been the legal ownership. This is not, this is not Kwan from the projects doing this shit. Right. See, Shaquan, if he's shooting up some shit, it's because it's personal. Right. it's about money. Right. It's not about, this ain't no, uh, I'm a militant, and I need to take out some people. Now, this is... We are not dealing with... See, this goes back to to Vietnam. We have been ashamed as a country of mental illness forever. We do nothing to help the mentally ill. We let them live on the fucking streets so people can step over them. Or lock them up. Yeah, and we've actually... Actually, when we were kids, crimes committed by mental ill people got them in the G building, not in Rackers right. Island. Now, the same guy that should be in the G building is in Rackers Island. Yes. And that guy did used to go to Rackers Island. They would send no. his ass to Bellevue.
1: Right, yeah, right. Or they would send them to Bellevue, definitely, or, or um, the other place in Queens, Queens Psychiatric Center. I forgot the name of it. Right,
0: but we don't care. Any, we stopped caring about our children, and it, it really—if you look at the history of America—America America seemed to, and I'm not, I'm not including black people, and I'm not including Hispanics or Asians, because the country didn't give a fuck about you then, and don't care about you now. Okay, but. America at least cared about their own after World War II and Korea. By the time we got to Vietnam, they were like, the children of the country, y'all are all on your own. Even if you served us, we will turn our backs on you because the Vietnam vet started the homeless. That's who started the homeless in America. Right. Before then, there was no what you would really even poor black neighborhoods. You had bums, but you didn't really see a lot of homeless in nineteen seventy six.
1: No, you didn't. They have somewhere to go.
0: Exactly. There were still programs and stuff like. And then all of a sudden, it just was like we throwing money in the you know we throwing money at a dog or whatever the hell. And this clown, this clown Trump, he deflects. He is the. Grandmaster of deflection.
1: Yes, sir. Okay.
0: The FBI, if you stop fucking with me with sexual harassment and you stop bothering me about Russia, then you would have been on top of uh this kid Nicholas Cruz.
1: But Thank the thing you. is,
0: these are the same people that every week you call incompetent. Yes. So how do you expect them to do their job if you're already saying they're incompetent? And and maybe there's a Honestly, this was incompetent. This was... uh, They were acting like this was the very first case of a school shooting that had ever been heard of. Nobody does that. Who does that in this country? You know, this is the 13th this year. Bones. Could you imagine that? We're in February. This is the Thirteenth school shooting of
1: 2018. Yeah, actually it I says 18.
0: And I, just, yeah, unbelievable. And I don't, I, I feel so bad for them young kids. I mean, you know, it, it, it's insane that they got to sit out there and have these rallies. I mean, I, I know they want to be protected. They're, li- but they are a little off base because they don't understand fully. The ramifications of
1: everything they said. Yes, one kid had something that was so poignant, what he said. He said, Your thoughts and your prayers, that ain't enough. Do something. Enough right. with your thoughts and your prayers. Do something. Yeah, thoughts and prayers don't feed people, nor
0: do they protect people. But, you know, somebody's got to come up with, but first you've got to find people who care. That's the problem we got multiple state senators. Most states have, what, at least two state senators? Yeah, so, two. so we're talking 100 people who don't give a fuck about the children. Us being the children. You know, the way this country is set up, and it, it, it worked, I guess, at some point, but the president is like, dad. And everybody else in the country are children of dad. But this guy doesn't care about I mean, think about this. You wanna see how cold blooded this man is? I wanna ask you if you could do this. Could you go and speak to surviving kids who were shot in the hospital and then go to a disco tonight same night? Wow. Or would I didn't you say Wow. Yeah, yeah. At his Mar a Lago, he has a Studio 54 set up. He goes and speaks to kids that are shot in a hospital. Not only, think about it, they physically damaged, but now they emotionally and spiritually damaged because they know that people died. And we don't know how close they might have been to some. You know, one of these kids might have known 10 of the kids who died. That's a lot for a 17-year-old brain to process. Now, you go from speaking to that kid, and then later that night, you put on a tux, you and your wife, and you go to a party. Wow. I couldn't do it. There'll be no party that night. I think I could skip a party that night.
1: Without a doubt.
0: You know... But that's that's Trump. I mean, this this is Trump. This, this, you know, and his wife's no better. She has this, uh, you know, like Saturday was like be kind to a, a stranger day. Yeah. And she tweets about it. Somebody has got to tell Melania, stay away from Twitter, period. You're not a yeah. this First of all, the idea that he's POTUS and you're this is ridiculous. You're just taking anything with show had and trying to turn it into an original idea of yours and we're not stupid we've been around you know everybody just didn't blink <laughs> down here yeah,
1: yeah from mars
0: two minutes ago right, right i mean you, right. you give her speeches and we're, we're supposed to pretend that we didn't hear her say it <laughs> know.
1: Then you know. take know
0: oh she takes a Let's not forget, she's supposed to be – you know how all first ladies have some? Nancy was just say no. This one was uh this. This one was that. Uh, Michelle was fitness. She takes the most ridiculous – I'm going to be the anti-bully in first lady with the world's
1: biggest bully in my bed. <laughs> I know, right? What yeah, is so cocky
0: yeah, so she, like I said, she she tells this, uh, these people be is be kind to Stranger Day, which is kind of like just pay it forward, and right, everybody dogged around on Twitter. It was like, have you ever told that mother effer that you laid with to be kind to? to any just be kind to anybody.
1: I know, I know. They just wow. Well, talk about hypocritical, hypocrite fucking off the side of your neck.
0: Uh, well, I'm not even going to call her a poor thing.
1: This woman,
0: this woman is like a, you know, she looks like some kind of survivor of uh, some kind of uh, kidnapping. We watch her. You cannot say that you ever see Melania look remotely happy about anything, man. She just You're looks right. victimized. But there's an old biblical saying, man. What does it profit a man to gain the world but to lose his soul? So, you know, private planes, diamond rings, five-star hotels, but to be soulless, this is what you signed up for.
1: Yes, absolutely. That's what you signed up for.
0: You know, I don't think he put a gun to your head. He would have picked another. He would have picked another, man. So I have to ask you, I don't know if you've seen it or not. Have you seen Black Panther yet?
1: No, not yet. I still would to take the kids to will see it in about another hour. Okay.
0: Well, Black Panther is absolutely, positively kicking major box office ass. It made $75 million in one day and $218 million for the weekend. But I have to say one thing about Black Panther. Black Panther is causing people's bones to go absolutely crazy. It's a little bit overboard on our side, the black side. We can be happy that the movie exists, and I want more Black Panthers. I want them to green light these projects. But now you've got – and I don't know if you heard about this – you got this anti-Black Panther thing. First of all, they came up with a Facebook page to give it phony reviews. Right. And this shit actually had over 4,000 followers who were going to go to websites and say how bad the movie sucks, right? But here's the worst part. There's been a rash of it Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube fake videos of white people claiming to be brutalized at movies that are showing the Black Panther. I heard that. Okay, I just want anybody who can hear my voice. It's totally phony, but it's so messed up that people are so twisted that they think that this is what they should do. I hate y'all so much that I will do anything to make anything black look bad. It's a fucking movie about a fictional character from a fictional land with fictional powers. Why are you uptight about it?
1: I know, I know. And Hollywood by the line is just always the numbers. They don't, they don't care less about Black Panther. They want to they make that money. It, don't, it could be, you know, the Avengers, Batman, Superman. They just care about the numbers, and they did phenomenal at the numbers, at the box office
0: yeah I mean, like I was saying, think about this, man. if you watch Seinfeld, Seinfeld was almost a lily white show, and nobody gave a fuck because nobody cares. Martin was a black show, and nobody cares why it's we 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 this guy has got he's actually set up a powder keg in America with people. We are uptight over everything. The NBA is not just the NBA. It's a whole bunch of black guys in the NBA now. The NFL is this majority black league. So that's the way we got to look at everything. Oh, say I'm a black man. I like hockey. I can't watch hockey because it's a white league. We don't get no better. We get sicker. I thought I actually thought I guess I was an idiot, and it's hard for me to admit this, but I guess I was an idiot. I thought in the time in the nineties, we were turning this shit around. I thought that we were we were we were going somewhere, yeah you like there was you know two thousand and eight in October two thousand and eight when we all sat at that television. And we've seen Obama actually get elected president. We said, "Oh shit, not we just black people. It was like you said America arrived right, and then now it's like America's taken there used to be this game. I forget this it was a childhood game where like if you got caught, you had to take three steps backwards. Like a person would turn around and they would turn around real quick and if they see you move, uh, red light, green light. No,
1: right, red light, green
0: light, one, two, three. Yeah, and if you turned around to see somebody move, they had to go all the way back.
1: Right.
0: That's where we are now. We have red light, green light. But it's only it's like it's stuck on that person, it's always turned towards you and you can't help but move because you're human at some point.
1: And take step steps right, backwards. Yeah. That what you said right there is like a phenomenon because we all in in life, you know, men, women, we we want the same thing that all humanity wants, you know, to have a good job, to provide for your family, you know, the things in life, blah, blah, blah. But this group right here, I don't know where that innate thing feels that someone is trying to take something from you. Or you have to feel the level of that's what I should say, fear. You know, like that's like you know, like you wonder like where is your fear deriving from that Someone's trying to take something from you. Nobody's trying to take anything from
0: you. It's just the fairness. Yeah. Hey, you know, somebody says something to me and it makes perfect sense. We all can win. And because you win don't mean I lose. Because I'm not I might not be even in the same fucking competition as you. Right. You know what? I you, you're hundred percent right. You want shelter, you want food. You want finances. You want good health. If I have those things, how does that take away from you what you have?
1: Right. I don't
0: don't deprive you of anything because I have. You don't deprive me of anything because you have.
1: We're twisted. Yeah, yeah. It's big time twisted. And then, you know, for people like, you say something to me, And and I'm going to go look at it. I'm going to fact check it and see what you're saying, what the doctor's saying is correct. Then I can roll with it. I just can't keep regurgitating something that you're saying and to be fact, and then I tell my kids, I tell the people that I'm around, and, you know, then it becomes, you know, the lie or the legend becomes the truth. You know, you have to check it out and see for yourself and expose yourself to different things, but... People they don't expose themselves to anything. They don't read nothing. They just continue to believe one entity is the Bible, and 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 then they come up with this twisted way of thinking.
0: Yeah, I uh, I've, I've spent the majority of my working career in uh, in legal and due diligence is is like number one. Uh, actually, before I actually even, like, you know what? This is what happened. Well, this is this generation. Mimmies are gospel now. Mimmies are gospel. And to me, the greatest mimmie of all time, or meme, or whatever the hell you call it, I, I guess I'm showing my age by not being able to even say the damn word right. But the greatest meme of all time is a meme with Abraham Lincoln, and it just says, don't believe everything you read. Quite simple. Because people will quote bad facts. You know, there are some people out there who do nothing all day but troll. They'll sit at home and create. I had, and I used to love this, man. I used to get in battles with these on Facebook. There was these white guys, right, who would set up these, like, pro-black woke, like pro-black supporting white guys, but they're woke, but they're telling you how to fix you.
1: How can you (laughs) fix
0: me and you never live? You don't even know my story. You don't know what's broken in me. You're becoming famous for having answers to my problems as though your people don't have problems. Everybody wants to address somebody else's issue. What about addressing your own issue? And, and, and Bowman's, I ain't going to hold you much longer, but I don't even know, man. I don't know. I, I thought about this. I said, is the food fucking people's brains up? Is the isolation messing people up? Is the disconnect? Because our iPods, uh, our phones, Android have 7 our umbilical cord to our fellow man. We don't even need it anymore.
1: We don't even (laughs) need it. They was always talking about for years or something, and they're similar.
0: Yeah, well, you know what? I don't remember the degree of autism when I was growing up that it is now. It seems like three out of ten kids are autistic. You know what? The, the slightly mentally retarded kids stood out in the neighborhood when I was young. Now they don't stand out. It's like every kid that's there.
1: Yeah, that autism number has risen. Yeah, I. I. I had, yeah. Yeah, that, that I, thing has risen.
0: And, and, and I blame food for some things. I, me and my wife laugh about this one all the time. We can buy milk. And go back to that milk three weeks three weeks later and that shit's still good. And that don't make sense. I know when I was a kid, if you had milk for three days, it was already swollen.
1: <laughs> yeah. When's
0: the when's the last time you had a piece of bread go moldy? Probably right. when you when you were young. Bread doesn't even mold anymore. I mean, so they it's are doing like things chemically and, you know, I'm not – we talked about this before. I ain't one of those anti-vaxxers because I get my shots. But I, I don't know what's going on with us, man. I, and then everybody is cult-like. You, you, you touched yes. on something that was very important. People take everything they hear as the gospel. Yes. Put it to you this way. The, I, this is one thing that I never got. And it's taught. See, but this is, that's something that's taught. Think about how many people go to church on Sunday. White, black, Hispanic, Asian. Every Sunday. I'm just talking America. I would think millions of people go to church every Sunday, right? hmm Do you know that preacher stands up on that pulpit? Say so he's up there, or is deacon, or whoever. Up there 45 minutes to an hour. Sunday. He's preaching a sermon. On average... See, he got 300 people in his congregation. On average, four people are going back to check his word. Four out of 300. He could be mixing up and matching up whatever the fuck he wants up there because nobody is fact checking him either. So it's toward behavior. Think about it. People tell their kids, grandma, old grandma. Oh, i be questioning Pastor uh, Johnson. He's anointed right. by God. Yes, yes. So you're taught not to to question authority and now the authority is twisted. So it just it's it's just it's just from one thing to the next thing. Don't question, don't question, don't question, don't question. Now we got millions of people. Man, best advice I can give anybody is don't read any of the comments on anything to do with anything political because You're not even talking to people. You're talking to almost robotic cult members who are just going to spew out nasty shit with no facts, no knowledge of the subject. They're just repeating whatever Fox told them. They're repeating whatever Twitter by Donald J. Trump says or Junior or the other one. They're not even looking into it. I mean, think about it. This is a guy who said Frederick Douglass a year ago was doing a great job. And you know that some people, some people literally bones said, you know, this, this, I guarantee you, if we were to look back up at that date, you'll see some people will literally be like, I really like this Frederick Douglass and the job he's doing. Frederick Douglass has been dead for over 200 years. But because nobody – I mean, we have to think about it. We have a president who does not fact check. Frederick Douglass is doing a wonderful job. I'm sure he did in his day. But he ain't doing a damn good job in 2017.
1: Right.
0: Listen, man, I need you to – if you call back into the next show, I need you to have your eyes open and give me a good, thorough, honest evaluation, not a black man's evaluation – but an honest assessment of Black Panther as a movie goer, not as okay. a black man. Yes, sir. Because I'm hoping to see the movie by Friday myself. That's my okay. goal. Okay. I, am, I am deeply into this. I like the idea. Uh, black Panther wasn't on my radar as a child. I, right. was, uh, I was a Luke Cage guy. But I really didn't even know who the hell Black Panther was.
1: Yeah, I had heard about him growing up, and I mean, you know, like, but like somebody was um, on social media saying, "What's the big roar about Black Panther?" This, yada yada, people dressing up. I told them that this is the first movie of that featured, you know, black cast that um, the promotion, and that's what you need is promotion, promotion, promotion. They went hard with the promotion, and Listen. you know which, which creates the roar, which creates the buzz, you know the trending, you know you, can't, you cannot dispute that. Marvel, Marvel
0: took care of Marvel, and I don't blame Marvel, but come to find out, you'll see when you see the movie. Black Panther is a pivotal part of the Avengers universe, a huge part. Okay. I mean, he's like, put it this way. he the difference between world war and no world war. So now that makes you powerful. That makes right. him more powerful than Captain America. Yeah, yeah, that, absolutely. Yeah. You know what? Because Captain America is not world war. Iron Man is not world war. But Black Panther is world war. Because they yeah. are the most technological nation in the in the whole Marvel universe. That's a part of it too. It's not like it's some fucking lion or tiger and timber. This ain't the fucking lion King. This is the right. most technological. Think about it. If you're more, if you have more tech, technological knowledge than Tony Stark's, then he's like the guy. Right. Iron Man is at the top of the food chain of technology. But Tony Starks goes to Black Panther's people for technology. So that's what, but I mean, you know, it's going to be ran in a hole. And trust me, October, you won't even be able to find a fucking mask. Halloween, you will not be, I mean, people better be buying their Black Panther shit right now. If you want to go ask him for Halloween, you better be getting on it right now. Well, man, I want you to go enjoy that movie. I hope it's everything they say it is. I really do. I want it to yeah. be everything they say it is.
1: Yeah, I hope so. And the kids are singing it. Look, I, I got one set of kids singing it. They they ever said anything to me? And um, my little son, he 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 went on. Let's see, well, you know, it's five kids that live here with me. So um, well, three of them went on Saturday. And um, I'm taking them, and my nephews are up here now, So I'm, and my niece, she didn't go. So I'm taking four kids with me Okay, to, the to go check it out. You so, feeding them
0: before you go, or you feeding them
1: at the theater?
0: I'm feeding them before we go. <laughs>
1: okay, I'm, that's the way to you do can't it. i you not know, you go to be the, there at school, though, because your popcorn, you get a big bucket of popcorn for $5, right? And um, when you finish it, you get a refill. So what? Yes, sir. What? Yep. A refill? Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm in that country living here. And the show is well, $10. See,
0: I'm, I'm, I'm a lot like you guys. There's no $18 movie here. I, first right. of all, I'm I'm five blocks away from a, a movie theater. And okay. on top of it, we have Mad it's quiet. These fucking seats—they just redid the whole theater where you could actually order a meal at your seat, which I would not do in a theater. But that's what they allow here. You could right. actually, and they're all leather like lounge chairs. So it's a beautiful, oh. it's a beautiful thing.
1: <laughs> Yo, you have to be careful with those because I went to one of those in uh, the in New York, Nyack, New York. You. you it's, yeah, you pay for your seat. It's the theater seat. I sat in that seat, went forward, and went to sleep.
0: <laughs> oh man! See, but I, like I said, I'll do a matinee. Matter of fact, I think I got something. I have some some running around to do this week, but I think Thursday that's what I'm gonna do. That's my plans. Thursday afternoon, go and see Black Panther. Well, I'm I'm gonna wrap this one up, Bones. Okay, brother. I, I thank you for calling in, man. I appreciate your input. It, it helped make the, make the show what it was.
1: Okay, cool. Because last week I was in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee.
0: What the <laughs> hell is that?
1: Yes, I was in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. My um, wife booked us to go on a ski trip.
0: Skiing in Tennessee, huh?
1: Yes, sir. And. Doc, it was sixty degrees. So,
0: <laughs> okay. So, did you explore Tennessee?
1: Um, you know, believe it or not, we went into a place called Gatlinburg, and the town was really okay. It was a nice tourist attraction, and um, you know, we we went up on the top of the mountain. And, you know, you could have drinks and all of that stuff up there, roller skating. So, uh, you know, I didn't. We didn't ski or nothing like that. They had snow tubing, you know. But um, you know, a couple of black folks skied. There was five hundred of us, five hundred black folks in Tennessee. You know. Oh wow. So, yeah, one person she skis, but she was into that stuff. You know. But um. Well, see, I.
0: Time. I lived in Utah, so I actually learned to ski many moons ago, and it's actually fun. It's it's actually fun. I prefer getting on a pair of skis than uh, ice blades. Because okay. ice skating is uh, ice skating is not for me. That thin blade is not for me. I ain't saying that I'm like Lindsey Vaughn or nothing, mm-hmm. but I have enough confidence where I can get on a ski lift and get down the slope. I ain't gonna be at no world record time speed, but I'll get my little short ass legs down that slope.
1: Yeah, and I and, always. And, you know, not nothing, nothing. Watching skiing, it's amazing. You know, call it what you want—thrill seekers or whatever you. I mean, it's amazing. You know, somebody could do on a you know pair of skis.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Well, uh, uh, the guys who do tricks and stuff, yeah. Man, man, I've I've been skiing a lot of times. I mean, see shit. When you live in Utah, you're gonna do winter stuff. It's just a guarantee. You're going to go up to the mountains. You're going to go skiing. You're going to do stuff like that. You don't have a choice. Either that or you're going to sit indoors and and veg out. And at 17, 16, 17, vegging out was not a part of my program, just not a part of who I was. I wanted to be out and about. I mean, you know, it's a, a whole new life, kid from Brooklyn being in Utah. Right. So I
1: definitely. want to
0: experience... Everything Utah had. And and I'm glad I did because I still, 35 years later, still remember Utah as though I was there yesterday. You know?
1: Oh, oh before we go, how'd you wind up out there again?
0: I finished school. I was out there boxing. I oh, went out wow. there to fight. I went to fight. I okay. finished high school. I was right before I was going in the military, and uh, I went out there, and then I started, I started boxing, fell in love with boxing, and, uh, and it was like the best thing that I ever did. It got me, it guaranteed that I was going to transition from a young man to a, well, from a teenager to a young man with no trouble. Literally, no trouble. I had no influences from the streets. I was far removed from the streets. I wasn't going to get involved in any kind of nonsense, and I didn't. Mm. And it was like it saved me from what ifs because the, there was, the what ifs were thrown out the window. Because I didn't go out there and play any games, I didn't get in any trouble, I didn't uh, bother anybody's daughters. Because uh, there was enough daughters bothering me, so I didn't have to, you know, do. I didn't have to get involved with no nonsense, and I and I really enjoyed it. It was like it was like a buffer. It was like taking, you know, like the Fresh Prince. You take the Fresh Prince from Philadelphia, and you set them out there with Uncle Phil, and all of a sudden it's like he got this pillow to protect them from the world. It was a great thing. It was a great, great thing. Well, man, I'm going to get out of here, brother. Okay, bro. Uh, I, to- don't forget, I need that review.
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Going today.
0: We review on Friday. Okay, good enough. Well, people, okay. this is Strange Talk with Doc, and it has been my pleasure having Bones with us today. And once again, you can always reach us at 724 724- 724 ID number is 145048, I can be reached on Vimo, YouTube, iTunes, SoundCloud, Speaker, Facebook, Instagram, if it's social media, I'm on it, the only thing I don't have is a personal Facebook page, that's dead, but other than that, I can be reached I would love for you to subscribe, comment, share, positive, negative, it does not matter. i love to hear from you. And I'm going to tell you like I tell you each and every time, bones, peace, brother, people, peace. Enjoy the movie, my friend.
1: Yes, sir. Okay. All righty.